what I always recommend to people is take care of yourself first, prioritize yourself first so that you can be the most effective version of yourself, the best version of yourself to go take care of the other things that are on your plate. Setting clear limits at work is so important to keep that good balance between your job, your personal life, and it helps you get a happier version of you at work too. Because now once we've defined that communication with those personal objectives and limits within our teams, now we can increase the harmony that we're feeling as we go from thing to thing within that work setting. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. We're your hosts, Jack and Kara Dennison, and we're your ultimate career coaches. We're here to help you find, land, and crush your dream job. And help you live an amazingly authentic life while doing it. If you're a professional ready to make the money you're worth, make an impact at companies you like, and live authentically, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. Class is in session. Welcome back to the Career Advancement Academy. I'm Kara Dennison. This is Jack Dennison. And it is the last week before 2024. Can you believe it? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to everyone and happy new year if you are listening in 2023. We are going to be talking today about why seeking work-life balance is a mistake in 2024. That's some fighting words. What do you think? I think it's a little scary. Uh, whoever titled this is uh, mean Mr. Grinch. <laughs> I think that was you, sir. <laughs> um, so why is work-life balance not a goal for New Year? Well, it really comes down to the fact that when you think of the idea of work-life balance, right, it's mm -hmm. keeping your personal and work-life kind of separate and equal, trying to maintain that 50-50 split. And we've tried this, right? Yeah. Has it ever worked? No, it never does. There's always one that needs more attention, one that needs another. It just doesn't work, right? It's just not possible. Even when we were in the nine to fives and we weren't running our own business, it was the same thing. It just, it didn't work. In and fact, we thought starting our own business would help with work-life balance and it didn't. It, we trained our nine to five for a 24 seven. Yeah. And I think after really kind of seeking out our own resources on how to yeah. better our own lives, what we found is that from most high achievers and people who own their own business and, and high powered professionals really it's it's not balance we're looking for so much as trying to find your unique blend of what is sustainable and harmonious for you mm -hmm. and that's why you know even harvest harvard business review has said that the concept of work-life harmony actually is different from work-life balance so whereas work-life balance again is keeping work and personal life separate but equal and trying to maintain that 50-50 split, work-life harmony is instead blending work and personal life together more flexibly. And instead, it this is something that I think takes a big mindset shift. And it's something that younger generations, I think, understand a little bit more. It's what people are craving in the marketplace, especially after the pandemic when we were working from home and all of a sudden work-life harmony kind of became this thing, right? Where, hey, I'm clocking into work and then running to go throw my laundry in and then coming back and then cooking a meal and coming back, right? And so 
we realize that this work-life balance of 50-50, it doesn't work because it's never going to be 50-50, especially if you're commuting in, if you're asked to do extra projects after work, if you're answering emails, if you don't have those boundaries, it just is not feasible and something suffers. Yeah. I think really what you kind of need to do, it's a zoom out. You love to say that, right? It's a zoom out. What ultimately do you want in the totality of your life. And when you focus on this area and that area, you're like, okay, how can I integrate and have them work and support one another mm -hmm. rather than just trying to balance this and then balance that and then trading off those hats. Well, what happens on a day, like you mentioned, where priorities show up on one side of the thing, uh, on one side of the table and do you just completely let the other one fall by the wayside? Right. Right. So work-life harmony understands that sometimes work might need a little bit more attention and other times personal life takes precedence, right? And so focusing on how these areas of life can work together and support each other rather than always trying to balance them perfectly is more of a sustainable goal. It will also help prevent burnout. And it's it's how we be a little bit more productive in my opinion as well. I would agree because then you have less kind of tracks going in your head from the other side of the table, right? If you're, if you've got that integration, you're not worried and thinking about your personal life while you're working on the work things that you need to do. You know that there's time set aside that you're going to prioritize those things at some point in the day. Yeah. And the other thing about the work-life harmony is you're kind of decreasing resentment too. If you're striving so much for this 50-50 split, and then if work needs you for something or the kids need you for something, or if you get sick or whatever, now all of a sudden, if work becomes 50, 55%, or personal becomes 55% or whatever, you're not bringing this resentment in because I felt that too. Like, oh man, I have a project. Now I have to work on that. And oh, what happened to my 50%, you know, personal life? Oh, I'm feeling resentful. I hate my job, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, all that other stuff. Instead, it's like, hey, life is going to life. Work is going to work. And how can I achieve this harmony where it's a continuous process of, of flow and give and take where you're aligning your work with your personal well-being and sustaining career growth, right? That's kind of the goal. How do we do this? Yeah. So how do we do this, right? First, it's going to take that mindset shift to understand that nothing is perfect, first and foremost, and that 50-50 balance is not always going to be the thing. Some days it might be, but some days it's going to, you know, life is going to life, right? So first the process is you need to have both self-reflection, emotional awareness, and reprioritization skills. Okay. Got it. A, B, All and C. Three. So first is self-reflection, right? regularly evaluating your career satisfaction, its impact on your personal life, identifying areas that need to change for better alignment with your values and goals, both at work and in your personal life. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes work is flowing really good, but I have personal commitments that are eating up a lot of my times that I wish I hadn't have gotten into. Yeah, I think that's really important because we don't, well, until we kind of take an assessment of everything, we don't really know exactly what is eating up our time, right? right. And so that self-reflection is key. Start there. Yeah. So the next is going to be that emotional awareness and processing. So really being aware of how your job affects your emotions and your mental health and your personal commitments are affecting your emotions and your mental health, right? So acknowledge the feelings that come up like stress 
or satisfaction or empowerment or frustration, right? Like any of those feelings that are coming up with the stuff that you're doing throughout your day and recognizing how those emotions are influencing your work interactions, your decisions, and your personal interactions. Once we, go ahead. I was going to say, I think once we get understand these feelings, then we're able to actually say, okay, this is that, putting the label on it. And it helps ourselves process it a little better uh, to see our reaction and Having the label on something, for me personally, every time I've done that, it's lessened the stress level, the emotion around that. Mm -hmm. Self-awareness is really the first step towards everything, right? Healing, interaction with other people, at understanding what our expectations are. And so really understanding and one, reflecting on what you're doing and its satisfaction. And then two, emotional awareness and really being aware of what are the feelings that are coming up when I'm doing these different tasks and doing it without judgment is going to help you figure out what do I need to prioritize, which is going to bring in the next step, which is reprioritization, right? Continually reassessing and realigning your professional and personal priorities. And this is going to probably involve setting new work boundaries, aligning your tasks with your passions, adjusting time for personal activities, adjusting your personal activities, and really taking a good look at what's on your plate in all areas of your life and reprioritizing prioritizing. And this is going to need to be done once initially, and then continually as you go throughout, because day to day, other priorities are going to take precedence. So I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but I, I want to kind of give everybody an example, right? So choosing, say, balance over long work hours, professionals should ask themselves critical questions about their job satisfaction, work-related stress, how these factors are impacting their personal life. Like, what, an example, am I finding joy and fulfillment in my work, right? That's that self-reflection piece. What would be the next step there? Yeah. So the next step is how is my job affecting my health and my relationships? You're reflecting on that and you're processing it, right? So if you're working extended hours and you're continually burning out, you might be processing hey, this is affecting my health and relationships in a negative way. And to help you with that emotional process, part of it, ask yourself the questions. Am I okay with this? Does this need to change for me to feel more aligned? What would be more ideal for my health and my relationships? Am I able to make changes at this time to adjust more to that ideal, right? I think those are so key because yeah. we never ask those things. We just kind of like shove them down and shove them aside and keep rolling. <laughs> Most of the time when we talk to high profession or high achievers, leaders, et cetera, people who are in demanding jobs, they don't do this self-reflection part and the emotional processing part. A lot of times it's like, hey, this is just my job. I'm in a high stressful job. It is what it is, right? Well, what I want to encourage you if you are telling yourself that right now is, is it? Does it? Does it have to be that way? Or are you hired for your skills? And are there ways to potentially increase your work-life harmony so that, yeah, of course, when priorities come up and major big priority projects come up, sure, you can activate that part of you, but is it need or does it need to be activated 24-7, right? So reprioritizing that part of this exercise is, okay, if... I am not okay with these things. If it does need to be changed, right, for me to feel more aligned, 
if, you know, the ideal is different from what it is right now for my health, my relationships, and I'm able to make changes at this time to adjust, what I want you to do is ask yourself, are my tasks in alignment with my career goals and personal values? And what plan can I put in place to be able to get to a different state than I am right now. That's true because just working longer work hours is not going to contribute to career success. I mean, I've done it I, and it didn't yeah. necessarily get me any further. I've done it too. And, and where did it land me in the hospital? Right. And so what I want to really focus on today is there is this tricky line, right. That a lot of high achievers play where they believe, and I've played this myself, where they believe if we just work harder, do more, prove ourselves, then I will get that money, I will get that promotion, I will get etc. But sometimes there's that line where if you're doing that much, you become so invaluable in the role that you're in, that you won't get that promotion, because how can they possibly replace you? And I hear this all the time. It happened for me, it happens for so many people that when you actually do leave, they hire multiple people to replace you, because you've been burning yourself out doing multiple people's jobs in the hope of a promotion or hope of recognition. So many Clients so many clients of ours have come to us with this exact story. Yeah. And so the concept of work smarter, not harder to enhance your pro productivity without overextending is going to be your key here. That as well as setting up some positive changes for some overall well-being. So how do we make that mindset shift towards a more harmonious integration of work and life and living in flow, right? I think really it's the power of setting boundaries kind of that that's going to kind of unlock that, that power of saying no mm -hmm. to the unnecessary tasks it's, and the importance of delegating certain things out that you can mm -hmm. shifting towards the focus on the quality of work rather than the amount of hours that you put in. Uh, is it necessary to spend certain amount of time throughout the night on this project, right? Or can we leverage other things, right? There's certain things out there in terms of technology that might be able to help us. Yeah. What I really like about this is in that scenario where you're trying to work harder, be prove yourself, all that other stuff, a lot of times you get into this mode of task-oriented, do-do-do, uh, white-knuckling, and it burns you out or stresses you to the point of where innovation and creativity are not coming in. And so why you need time for yourself, like hobbies, personal interests, rest, right? Good night's sleep, all this other stuff is so that your body and your brain and your mind can actually get away from that work and actually innovate and create in the background in your subconscious because you're not in it all the time. That's why you've heard the saying, let me just sleep on it, right? It's because your brain is still working while you're sleeping. And if you're not giving yourself that time of rest, relaxation, creativity in other areas such as hobbies, etc., you're actually decreasing your productivity, you're decreasing your innovation, you're decreasing your creativity, and you tend to start working harder and it's taxing. And so what Jack is saying here is that we need to really focus more on that quality of work and saying no to things that are not in our job description, not able to be taken on and delegate out to the rest of the team if you're a leader or if you're able to. I think that's really so important. So I guess we should talk about some strategies really to kind of integrate this work-life harmony. Yeah. Uh, so making those positive changes will improve our overall well-being, but 
One thing you could do to help with that, creating a daily routine. You can go ahead and start with a, kind of like a time audit to find out, hey, what am I spending my time on? And then as you do that separately, you can also, hey, what would I want to work into this routine? What would ideally or help me shift towards that more harmonious version of myself? Also, setting boundaries at work, setting clear limits at work is so important to keep that good balance between your job, your personal life, and it helps you get a happy happier version of you at work too, because now once we've defined that communication with those personal objectives and limits within our teams, now we can increase the harmony that we're feeling as we go from thing to thing within that work setting. And setting professional boundaries really helps safeguard your well-being, enhances your job satisfaction. It's it's just so important. Mm -hmm. What I really want to focus on on these two things specifically is we've done a whole episode on why having a success schedule or a daily routine is important. Absolutely go check that out. But one of the reasons why it is helpful is especially if you have a morning routine, I have a YouTube video on a successful morning routine. And some of the things that I do in mine is you're prioritizing yourself at the very beginning of the day or throughout the day. And when you have this routine, it's almost like you're setting that boundary for yourself before you even start setting boundaries for other people. This is what's important to me. This is what I'm going to get done today. And it's a non-negotiable. That's the first thing. The other thing about setting a routine that's really important is a lot of times what high achievers, leaders, professionals, all of us spend a lot of time doing is waking up and figuring out what we're going to be doing that day. And that's a lot of mental energy and a lot of stress on our brains that all of a sudden starts depleting that energy stores that we have in our brains and that creativity and innovation trying to figure out what our next task is. Now, all of a sudden, that work-life integration of, hey, I really want to invest in my personal life and I really want to make sure I'm at my best at my work so that I can be productive and be quality over quantity over here is decreased because you spent a lot of this time and mental energy trying to figure out, should I brush my teeth now? What should I do? Should I take a shower? All that other stuff. When if you had a successful routine that prioritizes yourself now, you're eliminating a lot of that mental load. So I highly recommend checking out any of those episodes. If this is something that you want to do in the new year, it's going to help you out. And with that setting boundaries at work, if this is something new to you, it's okay to start small, right? Hey, I'm leaving the office at this time and that's a non-negotiable for me. I will get, stop checking your emails at home. That's another way, right? And you can start doing little boundaries and building from there if this is something that feels very overwhelming. I love that. And I think really kind of leads into this next one where we're talking about delegating and outsourcing, right? Not hesitating to delegate tasks when possible. If you're at your home, you have a partner that you could delegate certain tasks to? Are your kids of age to do certain things uh, to where they can do such things as take out the trash for you, maybe help you clean up, tidy up, those types of things? Can they help with cooking groceries? Can your partner help with house cleaning, grocery shopping? Any and even maybe certain business functions might be able to be outsourced to other team members if it better aligns with what they do. Mm-hmm. And, other things like grocery shopping, like Instacart, grocery pickup, even getting a house cleaner to come in once a month or a couple of weeks a month or whatever, really taking a look at what that cost would be compared to the time cost it's costing you, right? So if you notice that you're spending 
an hour and a half in the grocery store waiting in line and picking out all the groceries, whereas it would only take you 20 minutes to put it all in and run and go pick that up. If that hour and 15 minutes is really important to you and you could be spending it on other things like with your kids or on hobbies or resting, absolutely, that might be worth that investment for you to start thinking about ways to delegate out. Other services out there that are out there that we have either used ourselves or have friends that have used are things like HelloFresh, where it's the meal services, having meal services delivered, that grocery pickup, house cleaning, laundry services, childcare, all of those things are there to help you. And there's no shame in the game of needing help because you're also helping other people and supporting maybe small businesses as well as just getting your time back. Yeah. I think really at the bottom line is we're getting to self-care Yeah, and really incorporating by doing that, you're going to enable yourself to have more self-care time and incorporating regular self-care practices into that routine, such as adequate sleep, exercise, hobbies, and spending time with loved ones, just that downtime for your mental, for your mental state, for your brain, like Kara said, to enhance that creativity. All of those things are just so important. At the end of the day, with this work-life harmony, there's only one constant. And that one constant is that you're there right? You're the one doing the work. You're the one in your personal life. You're the one who has to be in all of these things. And if you're not taking care of yourself, then sometimes our bodies will shut down and make us take care of ourselves. And I've been there, unfortunately, and it's not a fun process. And so what I always recommend to people is take care of yourself first, prioritize yourself first so that you can be the most effective version of yourself, the best version of yourself to go take care of the other things that are on your plate. Um, Whether this is like Jack said, adequate sleep, exercise, hobbies, spending time, resting, whatever it is, highly, highly recommend. It's incredibly important. And then the last thing that we always recommend is continually reassess, right? We talked about this last week when it came to New Year's resolutions. Things that you set up at one point in your life might not serve you at another point in your life. And so that needing to adapt, be resilient, reassess and see, is this continually serving me or do I need to set more boundaries? Do I need to um, include a new tool to be more innovative or save some more time, right? Do I need to delegate something else out? All of these things are absolutely okay to do as you're reassessing and and moving through this. I I think it's just important as we wrap up today's discussion, it's crucial to remember that work-life harmony, it's not just a concept, it's just a vital way of achieving uh, that balance that you're unable to get with that 50-50 split. It's that true integration because it sustains not just your career growth, but your overall well-being and your personal growth and happiness. And that's really what we're all about here at Optimized Career Solutions. We want you to be able to begin with small, manageable steps, use your hobbies, set those clearer boundaries at work, and also practice mindfulness. Each of these small actions is a stride towards a more harmonious life. Remember, just be consistent, use those repeatable changes over time, and it's going to help you change your life. Thank you again for joining us today on the Career Advancement Academy. Make sure that you give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. 
Absolutely. Those five-star reviews, they help us out a lot. And we want to make sure that we're helping others in the new year as well. Make sure to stay tuned to the Optimized Career Solutions YouTube channel tomorrow. I'm going to be talking about how this can be a little bit of an emotional journey. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, okay, Denison's, I hear you, but that sounds exhausting and I feel emotional about this. Listen, we're going to be talking about it and diving deep into the emotional cost of being imbalanced in your life and not having this harmon- uh, this harmonious integration in your life. So absolutely recommend hopping over to YouTube. If you are not watching us on YouTube now, you can watch this episode uh, and see Jack and I in person live. And you can also watch my video tomorrow where we're going to be talking about the emotional journey that it takes to integrate this work-life harmony and get really real about it, okay? Thank you so much for being here with us. I hope that you have a great last week of 2023. We are so excited to see you in the new year and cannot wait to continue uh, sharing some really great best tips and practices in order to make sure that you're advancing your career in the new year. See you soon. Thank you for attending the Career Advancement Academy this week. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from this episode, make sure to share it with them and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. If you're interested in working with us, check out www.optimizedcareersolutions.com to learn more.